we're holding Tzadik Gimel Amid Aleph, but we have to first start from Tzadik Beis Amid Beis, four lines from the bottom. There was a machlokes over here regarding two people uh, doing a malacha together. That according to Rabbi Yehuda, if each one alone could have done the entire malacha, and they did it both together, then they're both potter. However, if each one alone could not have done the malacha, the entire malacha, then they are chayef, they're both chayef. However, Rabbi Shimon says, no, if two people do it together, they're always potter. And then we mentioned from Abraissa, Rabbi Meir says the opposite. Even if two people do it together and each one alone could have done the entire malacha, still, uh, since they're both doing it, the entire malacha together, they're both chayef. Now, everyone agrees what we learned at the beginning of the Masechta, that if people do a malacha together, each one does another half of the malacha, then they're definitely potter. Like if someone removed it from Rishul Sayyachid, passed it on, the other person put it down in Rishul Sarabim, then for sure they're potter. So we have to know how this works, different types of half malachas. Why do some say this is chayiv and that's chayiv? What's the logic behind it or what's the source behind it? So the Gemara is going to bring a b'raisa, which bases it all on a pasuk regarding carbon chatas. Hitan Rabbon. Once again, a few minutes, a few words before. But not immediately. How do we know these different opinions? Hitan Rabbon. It says in the pasuk that nefesh achas kisechta bishgogo. If one person will do an avera by mistake, um, so then it should be a carbon chatas. But soisa achas mikol mitzvah Hashem ashaloisi yaseno. When it will do one of the mitzvahs of the Abish, which Hashem said not to do. So, although the word ba'asoisa literally means when he, in Lashon the nefesh, will do an avira, but Chazan also learned it as if it says ba'asoisa when he will do it, when he will do that avira. So, from that we see ba'asoisa ha'isa's kula. If one does the entire avira, then they have to be a korban chadus. Not if you do part of the Aveda. Now, that could mean one did half, the other one did the other half. The other half. So now the Brayson will right away say, it also means that they both together did the entire malacha, but it comes out that each one just did a half. So it brings examples. Kate said, Two people are holding a big fork that you gather the grains with. And they were gathering the grains, which that's the malach of Mahamir. Bekirkar, they were holding on the special tool that you separate the threads on the loom with. Vishayftin, and they were separating the threads. Bekumos, they were holding together the pen. Vekoisvin, and they were writing. Bekana, they were holding on to bamboo. Vaitzil, Roshasarabim, and they removed it to Roshasarabim. Yachel, Yu, Chayovim. You might think that they're chayiv because together they did an entire avir. Tamuleimar ba'asoisa. If it did it, hoyse school of leyoyse miktsasa. If it did the entire avir and not if it did part of the avir. All those are examples of things of actions which each one could have done alone. I mean, people that work in the field, they could usually gather the grains together. You could use, you could separate the threads in the loom on your own. I'm sorry, they could they could gather things on their own. They could separate the threads in the loom on their own. They could carry a bamboo on their own. 
Now I'm bringing examples of things that a person, a person could not do on his own. One was carrying a big wheel made out of pressed dried figs. What they used to do is to press a bunch of dried figs into one big wheel. It's quite heavy. And one person cannot carry it alone. And he removed it to the Shusarabim. The Kaira, two people were holding on a big beam. It's, it's very heavy. If one man could not remove it on his own, and two people removed it together, they are put, like these, these examples, one of them alone could not have done it. Therefore, if two, I'm sorry. In these cases, since one person alone could not have removed it, then they did a complete malacha. And therefore they the lab, if they could have done it on their own, turn their pot. That's Rabbi Yudu's opinion that it all depends if you could do it alone or you could not. Even if one person alone could not have removed it, but you and the two removed it, and that's why it says the pasuk that we said before that you have to do the entire malacha. Or I'm sorry, when he did it. Now we're reading it as a pshat. when that nefesh did it. If one person alone did the entire malacha, then he's chayiv. If two people did it, they're part. Okay. Now, the same pasuk, they're both saying the words of the same pasuk, and he's, and he's saying, no, only if you could do it alone, and Shimon is saying, no, and if you can't do it alone, how are you both learning two opposite things from the same pasuk? What's behind their machlekes? Says the Gemara Baha'i Kro. Let's read the entire Pasuk and see what we could learn from this Pasuk and you can see where the Machlikas could be. It says, The Pasuk says lots of words over here with lots of emphasis. Nefesh is a singular. Achas is a singular. Twice it's a singular. Then it says, When you do the complete thing, so there are three things which are like excluding and saying only in specific cases. Okay, there are three words in the Pasuk which are excluding and saying only in specific cases. So how do we learn them? Nefesh techta, achas techta, basoyisa techta. One person that doesn't have not everyone. One person that doesn't have not everyone. The complete have not half. So Chad, one of these exclusions, Limuti comes to exclude the most obvious case. If each one did just half of the Molochah, and that's it, I only lifted it, the other person just put it down. We didn't do together the entire Molochah. The second extra word in the passage, Limuti, the next, less obvious thing. If they both did the entire Molochah together, but they could have done it on their own, and therefore... It didn't really do a complete action. They, they did only they put only half half their effort. The Khadimut and one comes to exclude even the biggest Khidish. If each one alone could not have done it, 
And therefore, you might say, I did my, my complete malacha. Still, the third extra will say, even then you are put. Yeah, says, you're right. There are three extra words. But there's another halacha that I learned that I have to learn from that extra word. I'm only left with two extra words. And therefore, I only do two chidushim. A half a malacha, and two could do it on their own. But the third chidush, I don't have a word for. I don't have a word for. Let's see. Rabbi Yehuda. Had one extra word in Udiza Uyker Vezemeniach. The first one is coming to exclude if one lifted up. The Had and one comes to Udiza Yochel Vezayochel. When both are doing it together, but they both could do it on their own. The Had. We have, we have a special post telling us that if Bezdin made a mistake and passed in a certain uh, uh, din regarding Shabbos or anything which is high of course, and they said you're allowed to do something which you're not allowed to do, and most Yidin followed, then the Bezdin has to bring a carbon for everyone. What if only a few Yidin followed? So definitely the basin doesn't bring a carbon for everyone. But does the person himself have to bring a carbon? So one of you could say, yes, we also bring the carbon. Or you could say, no, it's not his fault. It's not a shogig, it's oinus. He followed Bezdin, what he wanted to do. So Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that he's potter. But he doesn't just base it on the logic that he's an oinus. He learns it from this post. Only specific people have to bring a karma khatas, excluding someone who followed based. It's not the Allah, but that's a reader's opinion. And therefore, I'm left only with two extra words. So that I could I could only exclude the two less obvious khidushim. I'm talking the two more obvious khidushim, the two less khidushim. If each one did a half a malacha, or if they both did it together, but they could have done it on their own. However, the greatest Chiddush Nishon cannot do it on their own. I don't know where to learn from. Rameir says, no. I only have two extra words. And they hold like Rabbi Yehuda regarding someone who follows Beisden. So I'm left with one extra word. So I could only learn the most obvious Chiddush if each one did a half a Moloch. Rabbi Shimon I'm sorry, I, I, I skipped. Reb Shimon, which says that he has three extra words, where is he going to learn this din of Reb Yudah? He's not going to. Reb Shimon holds that if you follow Bezin, you're Chayev. Reb Shimon, and therefore you cannot use that extra positive for that case because he doesn't hold of that. And therefore he has three extra words. Reb Meir, which he says, that even if they both could do it, they're chayev. That's because he only has two extra words. And he uses one for Rabbi Yehuda, that if you follow Bezin, you're potter. So he's left with one extra pasuk, one extra word. So all he can learn from that is the oikr v'zemenich. But Rabbi Meir, miksiv nefesh techta, achas techta, basayisa techta. What do you tell me there's three extra words? There's not three extra words. If you would say, a nefesh which did an Aveira, one who did an Aveira, when you do it and he did an Aveira, it doesn't say that. It says, nefesh achas kisachto bishgogu. That's the normal way of speaking. Nefesh achas. Nefesh achas has one emphasis. Nefesh. You can say a bird, nefesh. Of course a nefesh. Achas. 
Nefesh is an extra word. Basuis is an extra word. Nefesh is not an extra word. And therefore, today, there are three words which are coming to exclude. So one, each one just to have a mulach, so you hold like a Yudah in the fact that if you follow Bezim, you're a potter. And he says there's only two extra words, so he's left only with one chiddush if each one didn't have a mulach. So we had a three-way machlaikis regarding two people who did a mulach together. You have three options. One didn't have, the other one didn't have. They did it together, but each one could have done it on, on their own. They did it together, but they couldn't have done it on their own. Now, obviously, that's the order. The first one is the more obvious that, it, that, there'll, be, no, that, that there'll be potter. The second one is less, and the third one is less. So, the whole question is, how many extra psukim do we have that come to say that not everyone is chayif? Rabbi Meir says we have, we have one extra psuk. Rabbi Yudha says two, and Rabbi Shimon says three. It says, nefesh achatz kisechta bishvaga ba'asoyso, nefesh achatz ba'asoyso, are extra psukim which come to minimize who is chayiv. Rabbi Shimon says we have three extra psukim, nefesh achatz ba'asoyso, half and half, together and each one could, together and each one cannot. Rabbi says, no, I have three extra psukim, but I have another din that you and Rabbi Shimon don't agree to, that if I follow base din, I'm potter. So I have three extra, extra words, half and half, together and we both could, they follow Beisden. What about together and we both cannot? Chai. Rabbi Meir says the opposite. I have only two extra words. Nefesh Achas is one expression. Uh, I agree with you that if you follow Beisden, you're Potter. So I have one to tell me half and half Potter. The second one to tell me if I follow Beisden, I'm Potter. What about together and, and we both could? There's no extra word. Definitely not if we both can't. And then in these two cases, they are Chai. Then the Bryson mentioned that if two people did it together, one could and one cannot, he is chayiv. Who's he? There's two ways to, to learn it. You might say the one who could is chayiv because he did the full thing. The other one just supported him. But he said the other way around. The one who can did the most he can. And the one who could took off a bit of his load. The other person is helping him. And therefore, I only did half of my ability. And the other person obviously put everything, because if you can't do the whole thing, and someone else is helping, and the other person is having to have help, this one will put in all his effort. And the other one will just, you know, do the rest. I don't know. But he, he's doing the most he can. So he should be chayim. Those are the two ways of looking at it. Says the Gemara, Omar If one could and one cannot do it on their own, Everyone agrees that they're chayim. Who's chayim? The one who could. Why? The one who can't. My COVID. What is he doing? He's not doing anything. If I can do it on my own and he cannot, I'm carrying it. He's just, you know, like you want your children to help for Shabbat. Don't do this job, do that job, or whatever. Help for Pesach. You're helping them help you. So he wants to feel like he's helping. Okay, old. You're not doing anything. If he can't do it on your own and I could, I'm doing the whole thing. Why? They come and say, yeah, buddy. He's helping a bit. And he's taking a bit of the weight. It's not the same heavy as if I would do it on my own. So why? Why should I be chayiv? I'm not putting my whole effort. I'm not putting my whole koyach. 
Whenever I have someone who could do the whole thing and someone else is just supporting, he's not counted halachically. We don't look at him. We look as if he's not there. And therefore here, the person who's helping and I don't need his help and he can't really help, he's not there. So it's as, it's as if the whole load is on my shoulders. So now we're going to bring a, bu- a bunch of other halachas where we see this concept that if someone helps and he's not necessary, we don't we ignore him as if he's not there. Says the Gemara. We have a Mishnah clearly saying this logic that we say, yeah, in Bimamish. Regarding the Zov, the, word, the, the, the rule by Zov is that if a Zov is sitting on something or resting on something, which is designated for rest, not meant for something else, then it gets a very strong Tuma, Ava Tuma, from Mishkan Vazov, for the fact that the Zov is like sitting or lying or putting down his weight on it. It has to be the majority of the Zov weighing on that, standing on that. So, um, if you have a bed standing on four feet, um, now the bed has to stand on four feet, otherwise it will tilt. So when the Zov is sitting on the bed and, and the bed is standing on four feet, okay, the bed is one entity, so the bed is tall. But if I put objects under the feet, so each one is supporting the Zav, because without them, he can't sit. So they're all holding the majority of the Zav. What about the Zav is sitting in an animal? And the animal has some cloths under its feet. So, so the animal could stand on three feet, but the animal standing on four feet. So we say that that these cloths are not tummy because one of the feet is not doing a complete job. And really, each one of them, each one of them is just supporting the other three. You need three to hold. One alone is just an extra support, which isn't necessary. And therefore, they are torn. Let's see. was sitting on a bed. Each one of the feet had another piece of cloth under that foot. Because it cannot stand only on three feet. Why is it similar to our Gemara? Just like by Shabbos. If you have two people carrying an object and each one cannot do it on their own, it's still considered that they're each one doing half, and therefore it's not counted. Here also, each foot alone is doing just part. You're right, you need him. So what? He's not doing it alone. He can't do it on his own. He's not counted. And therefore, each, each leg on its own, and the cloth under that leg, is not considered, uh, is, is not um, If the Zog was sitting on an animal, and he had four cloths under the feet of the behemoth, because it could stand on three. Now, here we're following Rabbi Huda's logic. You're right, and it could stand on three, but okay, but how could he retire each one of them? Because each one of the legs, each one of the feet are supporting something which you can't do without him. In which, I'm sorry, which he could do without him, right? He could do without him, but he's helping. So it's like two people 
holding a load, and each one could do it on their own. So each one is helping something, which he could have done without him. So they're not counted. Each one alone is not counted. So here also, each leg alone is not counted. Since each leg alone is not counted, they're all done. So, so what do we see from here? You might ask, they're all supporting each other. At the end of the day, you're right. That each one, you don't need him, you can have the other three. But I'm helping. Definitely the rule is true. Just helping someone who doesn't need you is not counted. So this is a proof to Rav Chista's logic. Amar of Yudami Diskarta says, Maybe I can tell you, here it's different. The Akralalagamri. Since while it walks, it lifts one foot. So there were times that it was just standing on three. The came on I'm sorry, one second. Um, so so therefore, we don't know which leg was lifted. Since we don't know, it's a suffix. So if he's standing in the street and you have four cloths under each foot, under each leg, then, then we're retire all of them because you never know. Maybe he wasn't resting on it. So maybe maybe I'm just supporting, you do count me. If I would know for sure that he's standing the whole time on four feet, then I would make each one tummy. But since it lifts occasionally one foot, and we don't know which, so we're metar them all, me suffic. Such a suffic, we're not metar. If you have a suffic, which for sure one is tummy, you don't know which, you're metar. When there is a suffic, yes or no, then you're metar. But if you have a suffic, this or that, but definitely one, you're metar me both. And since here, it's a suffix which, but definitely three were resting on it. So if you're you're gonna tell me say, yeah, yes, it's just a suffix, you shouldn't retire everything. Where do we see this? So answers back to Gemara like this. We came in the zinin the okraho, zinin the okraho. Since it lifts one and puts down the other, they have a kizova mishapich. It then fits to a zov, which is sleeping and he's rolling or maybe rolling during his sleeping. And me late now didn't we learn in the Mishnah If a Zav was lying down on five benches, five narrow benches, or dois on five pouches, five belts, they're all up to the length, and he was lying down on the length. To me, all tell me why, because he rolls in his sleep, and whenever he's lying in one of them, he's, he's most of his weight is on that. And therefore, since most of his weight is on that, they're, they're, they're all tummy. I don't know which, but he turns over. Since he turns over, he's definitely lying on one. We don't know which, so the whole tummy. However, the Rachman, if he was lying on their width, this is when he wasn't sleeping, because on their width, each one alone, he could take it away, and he could still stand. So he's not resting his, most of his weight on any of them, simply the legs of the animal, and therefore they're all torn. Yoshim, but if he's sleeping, we don't know, maybe he rolled himself over into Maim. So these type of spakers, we see that he's tummy. 
One second. So in other words, such sveikas are very likely to happen. And definitely one of them are tummy. We don't know which. We say it's tummy. So you cannot tell me that each one of these cloths are tummy or because, are tar because maybe he lifted his foot and he didn't rest it at all. Then he would be tummy. So it must be we're looking at the complete scenario. He's resting on all four. And nevertheless, since each one is just supporting the rest, therefore, therefore, he's tar. Alalav definitely should have rhythm say yeah just supporting is not counted and therefore and therefore it is start now oh in other words like this Rabbi Yudami Discarta was suggesting that we're talking about a walking animal. And when it's a walking animal, so every once in a while, I guess, it's a, or maybe not a walking animal, an animal that, I don't know, either we're afraid, or we're, we're, we're assuming that it lifted one foot, and therefore one of them it didn't rest at all. La Mascona, we're talking about an animal that we know was standing the whole time, did not lift a foot. Because if it lifted a foot, then it's resting on the other three. And they would be tummy. And if it's suffix, we would make everything tummy. So we're talking about a case in the Mishnah when it's standing still, did not lift a foot, and as long as the Zav was on it. And then we say they're all Torah because they're all just supporting something which the other three could have done on their own, and you're just helping them. Okay. Okay, I'll leave this for the next Amud. Um, so let's summarize. We were talking about the Mekiris for the different opinions of when two people do a Malacha together, when they're part of when they're Chaim. So we had Rameir, which says, if they did happen after Potter, if they did it together, whether they could on their own, whether or not, they're Chaim. Rebidah says it depends if they could on their own, they're Potter, if they can't, they're Chaim. Reb Shimon says they're always Potter. What is it based on? A Pasuk regarding Korban Chatos. Nefesh achas kisechto bishgogo basoisa achas vukomitsas Hashem shaloisayosana. Nefesh only one, one. Achas only one, not everyone. Basoisa, when it does it, the complete thing that happened. That's what we're learning. So there's three words which are saying only, only, only. What's only? It says it should be simple. The first thing that will come to your mind is each one did half. One did half, and the other one finished the other half. Cut. The next one is telling me the less obvious thing. They both did it together, the complete thing. But they could have done it on their own. It's just like half of their action that they could do. So the Pasuk says, the Pasuk. The third one is telling me they're both doing it together and they cannot do it on their own. So that's the least obvious. Because each one is like doing the full Molochah that he could do. Even then he's Pasuk. Right? says, you're right, but I have a problem. I have another halacha that I hold. I hold that if a person follows Beislin, even if you don't have a majority of Kali, so Beislin does not bring a Karmachatas, he does not bring a Karmachatas. He's an Oynus. 
he's following Bezdin. And therefore, the third word in the Pasuk is coming to tell me that a person who followed Bezdin is potter. Someone not only with two, half and half, together, and each one could do it on their own. Rabbi Meir says, no, I only have two extra words in here. Nefesh achas is one word. That's the way the Torah talks. So nefesh achas is one limitation. And I hold like Rabbi Yehuda that if you follow Bezdin, you're potter. So one that's telling me half and half, the other one that's telling me if you follow Bezdin, you're potter. What about if you do it together and you could, and definitely if you can't, and I don't have a pasuk, we don't have a pasuk, it's high. Fine. Now we spoke about the next case. If two are doing it together and each one could do it under, I'm sorry, one could do it and one not do it. Says the Braisa, he is high. Who's he? You could say the one who could, because he did the most thing, but he's not really, someone else is helping him, taking away part of the load. Maybe the one who can't, because he's doing the full, his full input. Says Rav Chista, the one who could. Ask Rav Amuna, what about the one who can't? Isn't he helping? He's helping when he's not necessary. Misayyeh. Helping when he's not necessary, you put. Says Rav, oh, I have a proof for you from a different halacha. A Zav who's sitting on an animal and our cross under each leg. Same will be a bed a cloth under each leg, each one is tummy, according to Tanakama, which is Rabbi Yehuda, because each leg um, is necessary to hold up the zone, but cannot do it on his own. So they're joining together when they cannot do it on their own. So each one is like a complete thing, and therefore the zone is resting on each leg, and therefore what's under the leg is tummy. Is tummy. Rabbi Shimon will argue, and he says, no, they're doing it together. Each one cannot do it on their own. Each one is not doing a complete thing. So they're all tummy. Fine. But Tanakam Rabbi says he's tummy. What if it's an animal and there's a cloth under each leg? He's torn. Why is he torn? The answer, that's what the Brahms says, because it could stand on three. So what? So that tells me that the fourth leg is an unnecessary helper. So I'm say, yeah. Now each one is a fourth leg, just like when you have two people carrying it and each one could do it on their own. So he doesn't need the other one. So the other one is unnecessary. And so the other one is unnecessary. Therefore, they're both potter. Here also, each leg is unnecessary helper to, to the other three in each one of them. So they're all unnecessary helpers, although you need them. But they on their own are unnecessary helpers for the other ones. Therefore, they're all not counted. And whatever's under them is torn. Asks Rabbi Discarta, maybe not. Maybe we're talking about an animal which is walking or maybe walking. And therefore, when it lifted one foot, that cloth, is totally torn, and maybe the old term is suffix. Says the Gemara, no, we don't do that. When you have such a suffix, you metami everything. Because it definitely rested on some, so if you don't know which, you see the old term. As we see by Azov who's lying down on different uh, benches and rolling over, or maybe rolling over. So then we say, since probably he rolled over, we don't know exactly on which thing he was mainly resting on. They're all tummy. So you're also, they should all be tummy. So it must be we're talking about an animal which is standing the whole time. It did not move. And then each leg is just an unnecessary helper. And therefore, it's Musayyah in the Imamish. And therefore, they're torched. That's a Rayyat Rafi's logic. And the Gemara will continue with more Rayyat.